In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The first is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm pleased to be with you today here at Trinity Episcopal Church. It is good to be with the Reverend Hannah and the Reverend Luz Montes, the Bishop of Guatemala, Silvestre Romero, and my friend Henry, Henry Atkins, and all of you. I feel like home when I visit, when I come to visit Trinity. I live not far from here, and my office is not from, far from here too. And always is good. And this morning I received a special gift. This is my first time in four years when I made the confirmation, so the candidate for confirmation before service, I, I received a special breakfast. <laughs> I received pupusas this morning, and thank you very much for that. We have, we have gathered today to celebrate confirmation, receptions, and reaffirmation. Jesus' answer to the scribe on the first of all commandments bring me back many memories, particularly one that I will share with you. While I, while I was still the Bishop of Costa Rica, I received terrible news from a church in the diocese. They did not have more money to pay the salary of one of, our, one of their priests. So they ended the contract with him. The priest was a good minister, dedicated and good pastor, but the church was going through a difficult financial situation like the rest of the diocese. Being unemployed for a priest in a diocese in Central America is not an easy situation. There is only one Episcopal diocese in each country. So if there is no work in the diocese, the priests will have to look for work in another country. The issue of immigration, work permits, and trans transferring the whole family to another country without employment implies a critical and desperate situation. An expedited process will take between nine months to a year to normalize the immigration status. I desperately tried to find a solution. I looked at the diocesan budget, but I couldn't find a chance to help him. I must confess that I was frustrated and at not being able to find a solution. Then I did that I do when I can't find a solution to my problems. I bowed my head to pray, I read the Holy Scriptures and meditated on God's promises and I waited for the Holy Spirit to enlighten me. In my office, Reviewing documents and mail, I found a short article from a friend, Sebastião Gamaleira, 
one of the bishops of the Episcopal Church in Brazil. He reflected on the most important commandment and he said and said the following. Two are the most important commandments. To love God above all things and to love your neighbor as yourself. He said, there are many ways to love your neighbor. Only one way to love God, by loving your neighbor. There are many ways to love your neighbor. Only one way to love God, by loving your neighbor. I'm sure that the message in the article was a manifestation of the Holy Spirit to remind me that solutions to the most significant problems begin with the small actions full of love and solidarity. The Holy Scriptures are full of these examples. When we do not find a path or think that there is no solution to our problems, God surprises us, comes to meet us and show us the way. The clergy meeting would happen soon, and I thought that by sharing the situation of our brother, I could find, I could find advice and respond to the need of our brother priest. Twenty priests attended the meeting. In our conversation, I shared, I shared with the clergy about our brother's situation. During the dialogue, I launched an invitation somewhat daring and perhaps fruitless, that we would consider taking a percentage of our salaries and with that contribution create a wage for our brother for six or nine months. The 20 who attended agreed to contribute 5% of our monthly salary and create a wage for our brother. When we added up the contributions, the compensation we made was slightly higher than our brother's previous salary. Jesus always acts this way. When we offer him something small, he multiplies it and transforms, and transforms it into something much bigger. Like when he multiplied a few fish and loaves into a bountiful feast for the hungry crowd. We gave our contribution for six months until he returned to a secure job in the diocese. Most of our, most of our substantial challenges we face daily can be solved with generosity, justice, and using the most precious gift that we have received from God, his transforming love. In his gospel, Mark reminds us of Jesus' teaching of the, on the commandments. The first is, you shall love the Lord your God, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor and yourself. 
There is no other commandment greater than this. Mark emphasized that following Jesus implies obeying his commandments, especially one of them, love your neighbor. This commandment describes the essence of our identity as Christians. And this is the ability we have to show our love for God by loving our neighbor. God's love is a gift that acts in our lives and manifests in concrete actions that directly affects, affect other people's lives, neighborhoods, and communities. This love manifests itself when we promote peace, justice, reconciliation, forgiveness, or when we offer something valuable and give it to someone who needs it, or deny ourselves of personal interest to seek the good of the community. When these actions are visible, we demonstrate the love of God in this world, and we are the image of God at this time. This powerful force of God's love has been transmitted to us through many actions throughout story, history. However, the most significant has been manifested through the sacrifice of Jesus, offering himself to guarantee us everlasting life. We love God because he first loved us, but we cannot love God and not worry about the sake of others. A Christian without love for his neighbor does not, does not represent Christ. Now more than ever, the world needs to know God's love. The love of God is a powerful experience of renewal and transformation given to the church and to us, his friends. We are going through difficult times, times that we could never imagine. A pandemic that at first seemed like a distant, distant disease has become a global disaster and has generated division, doubt, and many other challenges worldwide. You and I know how to act to face harmful situations. We pray and incline our ears to hear God's voice, reflect on his teachings, renew our faith in his promises, and follow his commandments. Then we wait for the Holy Spirit to show us the way, and then we offer our best to God for service to those in need. The substantial problems we face require big decisions and big solutions. Meaningful, meaningful solutions start with small individuals' acts of faith. So when we pray, we repent, we forgive, and practice reconciliation, we make a connection with the gospel and the sincere dialogue with Jesus. Jesus wants us, his followers, to show the world the transforming power of his love. Our seemingly small individual acts become transformative actions when we practice at the community level. And their strength is such that seemingly unattainable events are possible. 
The God of love invites us to collaborate with him, to multiply this powerful and transforming force with all people. Loving our neighbor as ourselves is the most extraordinary proof that we can offer as a testimony of God's love.